0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this third episode of Confessions of College Students. I know that many of you really enjoyed our last episode, and this is why we have decided to do a similar one again, but this time with American students. So our first guest is Ashley Fernald from Woburn, Massachusetts. She is a veterinary technology major at University of New Hampshire. And our second guest, Erin Poulin and she has an English lit major at University of New Hampshire. Um, and she also lived in Georgia, but now she resides in Guilford, New Hampshire. And last but not least, we have my dear friend, Samuela Zacanino, and she is, uh, her school is Kingsaw State University and she is an accountant major. Michael, Sorry. anything to add?
1: No, very nice. It's it's interesting to think that I mean for uh, the Americans here, it sounds kind of weird to say the Americans, but uh, <laughs> for those across the pond, it's interesting because you know we're in CJP, which isn't a thing there, and but it's kind of like our college, but it's not because then we have university, and I don't think they do. They do okay, well, we we can ask this later, I guess for like the nuances, but anyways. Um, it's a great introduction. I'm excited to talk to you guys. So I'm gonna hit you guys with the first question. This is for everyone. It's a pretty general question and uh, feel free to answer it however you wish. So here it is. How is the campus and online schooling different during the pandemic?
2: Um, well, I've been doing for my first semester, I've been doing everything online and everything was online and I didn't go on campus at all. And it was just this semester actually um, starting in January that um, I had two of my classes in person and they were hybrid. So I had to go and obviously mask, masking and everything and we social social distance. And uh, in the class you were six feet apart but they also put like plastic coverings on the, oh. <laughs> on the chairs to make sure that people would not sit on them because apparently they, there have been students who have been sitting on the chairs they weren't supposed to and um, they had to put the plastic coverings all around it and it was like this whole big thing and I was like oh my god this is so
0: complicated mm-hmm. so yeah that's interesting and I actually have a sub question um So what is your school doing to keep you engaged in your studies? Because you said that it's mostly online for you. And what else are they doing to keep you in a safe environment? Yeah, what
1: measures are they putting in place? Because, I mean, for us, we're basically staying home. And the Mm on-campus stuff is very minimal. And I think they do have regulations. But sometimes it can be, you know, a little questionable if those things are followed through with. I hope they are. So I mean, Samwala, you can hit this with you can hit us with your answer again, and then we'll move on to the next two. So for that question, well, what's been going on?
2: Um, wait, sorry, can you repeat the question one more time? So, what
3: yeah. is your
0: school doing to keep you engaged in your studies, and how are they? Okay, keeping well, they're you basically. Safe?
2: they're basically like sending a bunch of emails, like getting involved and uh, making sure like we're on top of things because when you're in person, it's like direct contact, you know, you can really speak to each other, but like a lot of people in my classes and myself included, sometimes I, I'm I'm having a hard time to be engaged in the class and actually communicate. So they actually make sure to like to, to come to me directly and they're like, hey, are you good with this? Good with that and stuff.
3: I know at UNH um, to keep us like engaged, they focus more on the safety part. So we have to like test twice a week. We have, to, we're mandated to, and if you don't, you get in trouble. And they oh. do like, and like COVID emails once a week, just to make sure we're being safe so that we can still engage and do programs, whether online or like a very social distanced social of some sort. Um, so they're very ahead on making sure none of us have COVID or something like that.
4: Um, yeah, going off of what Erin just said with at UNH like keeping track of us, they have what they called a wildcat pass for the Wildcats. So basically it's like on your phone and so whenever you go into a class, they have to like check it to make sure it's valid. And if it's not, then that means you like can't go into that class. You can't go to any on campus buildings at all and When it's not valid, it can mean uh, different things, such as you tested positive or you're supposed to quarantine because you came in close contact or you didn't pass in a test on time. It can be anything like that. So they are really taking really great care of us with the safety part for sure.
3: Even for moving in today, I'm supposed to move into my dorm. I can't get into move and to move into my dorm unless I have a valid Wildcat Pass and I filled out all the proper information about quarantining and submitting my forms and making sure I'm being safe so everyone around me has less of a chance of getting COVID.
1: Okay so definitely yeah that, those are some very strict measures with the Wildcat Pass. <laughs> I guess go Wildcats. Uh what are Amanda do you know what our uh, what our sport thing is we're not really i don't think did, very big on sports. Aren't we
0: the demons, demons? the demons yeah. yeah i think we're the demons,
1: demons. <laughs> All right sure <laughs> if you say so Um all right Amanda do you want to um, go on with the next question
0: Well yeah well it's kind of a sub question again how Another do you think <laughs> your school yeah how do you think your school can improve you know for safety precautions or just like to keep you engaged in your studies
3: I think if they could make more hybrid classes, that would be best just because during COVID, it's also a lot of mental health to deal with, not just the actual illness, but mental illness. And so when you're constantly in your dorm and you're paying for that tuition to be living on campus and all this other stuff is going on, you can't really participate and be an actual college student, what goes with that? So I guess having more hybrid classes where you can even just meet the teacher and have a one-on-one connection and try to talk to them would be more helpful because of COVID and numbers increasing and decreasing every day and no certain number, it's very hard for them I understand why they can't make more hybrid classes, but it's definitely a disappointment to not have that real experience, at least when it comes to class.
4: Yeah, that's the only thing I could really think of. I know for me personally, cause I work with like live animals and stuff that a lot of my classes are in person. Like this semester, I only have one online class. Um, the rest of them are in person, but I know a lot of like my friends, like Erin was saying, um, didn't have that like opportunity so I think in order to have hybrid will really help them um, to engage in like in a beneficial way while still you know being safe.
3: I think even going as far as having more fine art classes demanded right now because with fine arts you can be social distanced to a degree and you have that community with you like I took a dance class this semester and I had to be in person it was the only fully in-person class I had, but they made it so that I was social distance in my own square and they box it off. And for things like theater and chorus, they can kind of spread it out more because it's not like as much discussion where you need to like pile together into a group. It's, it can be independent. So I think maybe having more fine arts required and getting your creativity flowing and movement, all those stuff that might be more beneficial for other people.
1: All right. Well, it's very fast. Samuel, do you want to give us your take on that?
2: No, I think I'm good. We can go to the next question.
1: All right. Perfect. Well, you got sounds like there's a lot <laughs> happening at uh, UNH. If I'm getting the acronym. Is it, wait, does everyone here go to UNH? I think I might have missed all the details.
2: No, I go to Kennesaw State University. It's in it's a little north of Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So I'm all the way down the south. All right. OK,
1: perfect um just I wanted to get a refresher because when Amanda did the introductions I was like that's a lot of names but um (laughs) all right um I guess let's see here so you guys are in what year right now you guys are doing your majors like in what year?
3: I'm a freshman class of 2024
1: so is Ashley yes so is Ashley and so am
3: I and
2: so am I okay class of 2024.
1: So I guess in terms of your freshman experience, what is, I guess, what do you look forward to maybe doing when these restrictions are lifted or what were you able to do before the restrictions got more intense?
3: I would say that nothing's really been lifted at UNH um, as far as like regulation and stuff like that. So when we came in, it was straight away, like we had to adapt to the new norm and we, I think we all kind of miss having more in-person stuff. So there hasn't been much of a change since I got to college, but in high school, I know like I had like a little drive through graduation and like the new norm, it wasn't really as I would like it to be, if that makes sense. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of in-person stuff since COVID hit. And since March, my life has definitely been changed.
4: I know this is kind of like a general thing but like not wearing masks and then face shields with the masks anymore, because I had to do that a lot with my classes and it was just not comfortable. And the rooms sometimes, especially like in the fall or we started in late August, um, it was still kind of warm. And so it was stuffy at times. And yeah, the only time you can't wear a mask is like when you're in your room and then obviously eating and stuff. And yeah, I get to not wear a mask anymore.
3: (laughs) It is nice, though, with winter, because when your face is cold, you already have a mask on. So that's a little bit of usefulness right there. But other than that, it's annoying.
4: That is so true, especially where we're going to be in New Hampshire. Yes, I totally agree. With <laughs> it. I think we cold in gonna... New Hampshire this time of year. So
1: Do you guys get they... a lot of snow?
4: Um, I mean, I'm in Massachusetts, which is like right under New Hampshire, and it's still actively snowing right now from yesterday. Um, so there's quite a bit of snow on the ground. Um, yeah, but I don't know, Aaron, is there a lot of snow? Um, I I live in like the lakes region of New Hampshire so I get
3: hit with snowstorms all the time but I actually lived in Georgia around where Samuela lives right now um, for five years so I miss snow so I don't miss losing my power sometimes because of snow but it's nice to have the snow (laughs) right
2: yeah I haven't had any snow this year usually last year it snowed like at the end of January but so far we haven't had any snow which is kind of nice I'm not a big snow person and it's nice to have warmer weather than cold.
1: I mean, yeah, Amanda. Do you want to talk about the wonderful weather we're having here?
2: Um,
0: it's it's pretty odd. At first, there was <laughs> very little snow. You know, around Christmas, there was like little to no snow, there was and nothing, now it's like scary yeah, exactly. little. And now it's snowing like, like every day. Yeah, yeah every <laughs> yeah, day, pretty much. <laughs> and it's also getting pretty cold. Like you can go ice skating <laughs> outdoors now.
1: Yeah, people are making, like, homemade ice rinks. Amanda, you made one, I made one.
0: Yeah, I made one. (laughs)
1: Yeah, our friend Gabby made one. Um, Like, they're just, like, they're packing in the snow. My neighbors, I see them, like, in their backyard, they're skating on their ice rink. It's so amazing.
3: Yeah, it's Um, pretty fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, Um, Amanda. Yeah?
3: UNH actually recently donated, like, they didn't donate, but they have a hockey field and UNH in a stadium, and they actually just opened that up so that UNH students can go and go ice skating social distanced, and you just had to pay. I think it's three dollars, and you can rent ice skates. So I guess that is one thing that UNH is more incorporating since we got hit with cold weather. So um, we have our own homemade um, ice.
0: <laughs>
1: Amanda, do you want to hit us with the next question?
0: Um, yes, it's actually a pretty interesting one because I remember I was talking to Samwale a couple of days a- ago, and we were talking about this. What do you think about the parties that students continue to attend, and do you think that they're taking this pandemic oh, seriously? Amanda's I've getting heard controversial. Many <laughs> yeah, I've heard many wild things. So I want to know your thoughts on this. I see a lot
4: of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Erin and I are about to rock your world with these stories. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, by all lives means. In
1: 40th Ashley, would you like first?
3: Or um, you yeah,
4: so at the beginning of first semester, I don't remember which sorority. It was a sorority, right, Erin? Um, at
3: the beginning of the semester, a fraternity got shut down. Um, because they hosted a party and some sorority girls I believe were at it. So the sorority actually had to quarantine and the frat just got in trouble because they caused a lot of cases. So now the sororities are actually on more lockdown and the fraternities are kind of doing whatever the heck they want. Um, But there's been a lot of parties in and out of Ashley's dorm as well in Stoke, which is a big party school um,
4: area. I'm in an all freshman dorm. So naturally there are some people in there that still think they're in high school. So there's happens like over the weekend sometimes even like I don't know Thursday nights or I think I've heard parties at like Tuesday nights it's so weird um but my friend group and we know enough to know not to go to those and stuff and so we're trying our best to stop the spread even though some people can't be as responsible but for a while um UNH as a whole was doing great with cases like we almost had like no cases then Halloween oh wow there was a bunch of parties and then Mm from there but yeah that's pretty much it for the most part with parties the thing is at unh
3: they can only do so much because students are the ones causing more cases at the end of the day like even with their choice to drink or smoke or whatever that like that it's usually like a peer pressure situation or like a group situation so then you're increasing cases so in big places like williamson and christensen which are freshman buildings or stoke which is a 10 floor hall you're constantly Mm. having people Together, and if they choose to drink together, then you're having other people come in or they're just having a lot of friends. Then it becomes a party and we don't have maybe enough security to handle it. And we don't have people calling it in either because they don't want to get in trouble for getting their friends in trouble, even during COVID. So it's just all around okay. like a mess, internal.
0: But would you say that the majority of students attend parties or do most of them follow COVID guidelines?
4: I don't know. Just based on what I've seen, I would say most people follow COVID guidelines and only stick to like their little like kind of group of friends and really don't go out. I think a lot of people realize that, you know, this is serious what's going around and that we do each we each have a part in stopping this. And so I just think everyone just wants it to be over. So Mm
0: -hmm.
4: like at least what I've seen. I don't know if Erin agrees that I feel like most people are following the COVID guidelines.
3: I think it honestly depends on where you live and which hall you are in and what you're seeing. Because I live in a very small dorm. It's drug-free and alcohol-free. So there are already more responsible people and older people in my hall. So they usually take precautions. But sometimes I go out and I don't see someone wearing their mask or, you know, they're very close Mm -hmm. to people. Also, I don't know the whole story of it. I don't know who's a close contact. I don't know you know, if they're quarantining or going on dates. So it's really depend on each individual person. And I don't obviously know what's going on with them.
1: What about uh, you, Samuela? Any crazy stories <laughs> you'd like to share?
2: Um. Yeah, I remember it was like at the beginning, it was at the very beginning of the pandemic. It was like in March and April when all the schools um, shut down. A lot of this college students actually went to Florida and they. I know they partied oh, at the my. beach. They were, like, at the beach partying. Like, I heard a bunch of stuff, and I was like, what? This is insane. So, yeah, that was, like, my crazy story. I'm sure there there's still parties. I'm a commuter student, so I don't live on campus, but I'm Mm. sure there's still parties going on at the college.
0: Okay. So do you think that most students – Follow the guidelines, though,
2: or I think that there are a lot of students that follow the guidelines, but like, I know well, my professor said that in my class, some people were removing the plastic coverings from the chairs. So I think there are also some students that do not follow the guidelines. Not the
1: coverings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'm curious to know, because there's a very big difference in the, uh, I guess, not necessarily in the quality, but in how it's run, the education systems in Canada and the United States, and notably how much it costs to go to school in the United States. And I'm, I don't know for our listeners, you guys can't see their faces, but they're making some interesting expressions right now. Um, so we're, I just want to go around another time and to ask you, well, first of all, just to give you an idea, I'm sure as you know, education here is you know, virtually free. You do have to pay, let's say, if you go to university for a semester, if you go to McGill, which is a very, very reputable university, you can see yourself paying maybe $5,000 Canadian a semester. Uh, high school and CJP. if you don't go to a private CGEP, um you're paying basically nothing, maybe a couple hundred dollars in like auxiliary fees So essentially free. And I know it's a very big difference for the American counterpart. So I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on that? How has financials been a factor in your life and in your education?
3: I know that at at UNH, it's one of the most expensive colleges in the state, if not the most expensive in-state college out of the US. I don't know the list exactly, but at UNH, it's very dependent on how much financial aid you get and the resources you have. And regardless, I'm pretty sure everyone is taking out loans because not many people are rich and their parents don't pay for them. And um, I know if I had stayed in Georgia where I lived, which I'm sure Samuel is familiar with this, they have the HOPE grant and the Pell Grant and all this other stuff and um, the Zell Miller scholarship. Um, But a lot of people in the US, I also don't think, tend to stay in state for in-state tuition so if you go to a college outside of state you're paying even more money because when i moved from georgia to new hampshire for college i got tacked on an extra twenty thousand dollars just to attend an out-of-state college because even though i'm actual state of new hampshire i haven't been here long enough to be considered an in-state resident so i don't get the quality of it if i had stayed in georgia i would have gotten more help financially
0: Anybody else want to add anything to that?
4: I just feel like the U.S. just kind of whatever they can think of, like, to charge you on, they will with schools. And oh.
1: like- <laughs> 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 Those seat know. coverings are expensive. I don't know why you guys
4: are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so um, I was just thinking, like, what Aaron was talking about with, like, the Pell Grants and stuff. Like, every year, and I just did it a few days ago, um, we have to fill out. It's called the FAFSA. And it's the like the federal student aid report. And it's basically, we have to answer all these questions about like our income or like how many people we live with live with in our household and all these different questions. And then that determines like what um, aid from the government we get, which will help reduce our cost. But kind of depending yeah. on your each individual situation, it differs greatly.
3: I just think it's insane because if you don't have financial aid set up before you go, you're also dealing with a big headache before you even start your classes
4: mm-hmm. You start yeah. a class.
3: And everything is excessive, I feel like, with the questions and how many people you live with and they need such specific details to give you any kind of money, like how much income your parents make, which some parents don't want to give you the information. Or if you haven't paid taxes up to the last two years, you can't even get financial aid. So I had a big headache personally to deal with with financial aid. So college was even more expensive for me this last semester because in the U.S. financial aid is key and I lost my financial aid because I didn't have some of the requirements. And so I was paying more out of pocket, which is insane. And I admit that it's insane in the U.S. for college.
1: And what about you samuel you said that you're uh you're a commuter student so you're not paying the dorm prices i hope unless they're sneaking it in there i don't I hope no. Not. no.
2: Thankfully, <laughs> I thankfully, I'm, <laughs> thankfully i'm not thankfully i'm not paying the dorms which makes it a lot cheaper but um i am actually a canadian citizen since i was born in canada so hey. i don't get, yes yeah. i so i actually don't get unfortunately the hope and the hope scholarships and that not now because I'm still Canadian and until I get like, um, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, but it's like the green card to like live here yeah. permanently, you know, mm-hmm. so I have to get that first, and then I can apply all my scholarships, but for now, I'm not really paying, I don't have any scholarships right now, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit tough, just like Aaron said, but um, I'm eventually going to get to that, but yes, it does make it a lot cheaper, the fact that I'm, that I'm in state, and also I don't pay for like the dorms.
1: So I guess you know it best like I mean, I don't know when you moved to the United States, but how much of your education did you do in Canada and then what's the comparison you can make with that.
2: Okay, so I lived in Canada until I was 12 so like I did right. hi- I, I attended high school here I was actually like an online student um, homeschooler slash online student, so I did all my school like online. But yeah I, I did yeah yeah
1: okay. That's really interesting. I didn't know that you, you were born in Canada. So you really have that you have that dual experience. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was born in Canada, moved when I was 12 in 2014 over here in August, and then started started my life over here it was a very big change.
3: That's very impressive, because mm. I just moved states because I'm from New Hampshire, but I moved to Georgia where you are. And then I moved back. And that was already changed. So the fact that you went from Canada to America and like you made it and now you're dealing with all this financial crap.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm just- it's it's very tough. And it's a like you said, a very big headache. It's every day. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to figure this out. And like, it's so complicated to like talk to people too. I feel like it's, to, I don't know what, at least in my college, they're like, talk to this person. And I talk to this person and they send you to this person. And I'm just like, who do I talk to? I figure it out on my own basically, but
3: I, that is what I it guess- is. We'll figure it out together. I've been crying the floor in my lounge before talking to financial aid. being It's dissociating. Around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll make it through together. We'll just suffer yeah. a little
1: bit. That was the general consensus from last uh, week's episode. Um, the first year students at Marinopolis, our school, they're saying that, you know, for them, it feels really inaccessible, some of these services. And you said, you know, they kind yeah. of throw you around. Oh, talk to this person, talk to this person. But it's so overwhelming and like, sometimes it can be very clear and you lose track of what is there and what is not offered by your school in terms of support. So yeah, that's definitely been uh, one of the, I guess, overall challenges with uh, online schooling. Amanda, do you want to, do you want to ask us another question?
0: Well, yes, it's a totally different topic though, because last week's episode uh, with the first years at our college, we were talking about making friends because then it's totally online and it's, very difficult to make friends. People just don't want to talk when they put you in breakout rooms in Zoom. So I want to know about you guys because you guys go to campus, some of you, and I want to know how is it for you? And what do you think of those famous Zoom breakout rooms? And what has your teacher been doing to improve the situation?
3: Um, Breakout rooms suck. I'm sorry, they're awful. (laughs) Um, No one likes- I agree. No one likes being put on the spot. but I was that friend that before college even started, I was like, not stalking people, but every time I'd see like UNH in the bio, I'd like friend them or add them or whatever. That's actually how I met Ashley. And it's how I met a lot of people. Um, Ashley obviously has her own take on it, but I was the person going on Zoom in the little chat box and individually messaging to people because I was shy to talk fully in person, compliment someone. So I made friends from random Zoom chats literally and like 130 person astronomy class just because I didn't want to talk but I wanted to do like do my little own thing and still you know have that conversation so it's weird but you do what you have to do at this point if I would make a friend through email I would be happy I don't care you just you take what you can get because there's not socials no one wants to really talk to you in the dining hall it's just a whole different experience so I think technology is our friend except for breakout rooms (laughs)
1: that's a really great uh, I like that
3: (laughs) yeah but also I
0: do know for the states it's a little different because you guys have a Facebook group and you meet people through the Facebook group does that work is it helpful to make
4: friends that's how I met like my entire friend group um including Aaron so because people you know reached out and a lot of people didn't have roommates this semester so Mm a lot of those people kind of put on Facebook, they were looking for friends. And so I can be shy. So sometimes it's difficult for me to like reach out to people. And especially like during this whole pandemic thing, I just wasn't sure. So whenever people put on Facebook, I reached out and, you know, the rest is history um, with some people. And like <laughs> that's How I like um, formed basically my entire um, friend group that I have now, which is awesome. So technology does have its advantage advantages, that's what I've learned throughout this pandemic, but also then there's the Zoom breakout rooms, which are not
0: Yeah, (laughs) because I do know it's a common thing for people to just write their socials, and then others reach out, they write their what they're interested in their hobbies and everything. And that's how many of you made your friends.
1: Yeah, I I think think for go go ahead.
3: ahead.
1: Oh, (laughs) go ahead, go ahead. This is the one of those Zoom situations. Where you don't know like what to, <laughs> when to speak, who to who goes first. But Aaron, you're the guest by all means. Go ahead. I
3: really don't know. I can see his face right now, and I still was like, do I talk, do I not talk? So even with your camera on, it's a struggle. Um, but I know just for COVID in general, if you're in college and just in life, you constantly have to look at the pros and cons. And so, COVID, you can make friends still, but it's harder. But you still have that opportunity. And I think at the end of the day, we also have to remember that. COVID hopefully does not last forever. I'm an optimistic person. I don't think it'll last forever, Um, but you can use it to kind of, you know, make friends the weird way. Um, It's better than having no friends. And I keep saying during the entire COVID experience, it can only get better from here. Like, I like to think it won't get worse. So, you know, if you have to stalk people and, you know, Zoom chat them or go on Facebook like a 30 year old, it's fine.
0: (laughs) Yes. I couldn't agree more. And Samuela, do you want to add anything?
3: Wait,
2: no. I think I'm good. I think I'm good.
1: All right. Okay. I mean, uh we've been speaking for quite a little bit, Amanda. Do you want, do you have another question you want to ask, or do you want to maybe wrap to some closing statements?
0: Um. Well, maybe we could ask a tiny one, right? So. All
1: right. So this will be like your short, sweet little. Yeah. Synopsis. Okay. Yeah, and then Go you ahead, can Amanda. wrap
0: things up. So what makes your school special
1: oh what a wholesome question <laughs> <laughs> it's the seat coverings for Samuela. you don't even have to say it yeah. um <laughs> well, oh <laughs> uh,
3: uh, i thought Samuela wanted to talk first so i don't want to like go over her um no you can go ahead you can go ahead i'm still thinking okay <laughs> i don't know I- UNH is doing as well as they can, given the circumstances, given it's such a big school. Like I still don't know names of certain dorms and I walk around the campus as much as I can. So I think just it's not always about the college and what they're doing. It's also about what you're doing. So I think what what makes my school important and special is like the opportunities you can have because yeah, there can be more COVID cases because it's bigger, but also you can like walk around and you can meet people and you can have your little individual time but also UNH is UNH after COVID. And part of the reason I went to UNH was because I know they have a lot of opportunities. Um, Like they have a a big study abroad program, they have a lot of majors, they have opportunities that aren't available right now, but that they will be. So I don't think my college is all about COVID, but they are making some headway, but it's also about what you do as as an individual, if any of that made sense together.
4: Um, So, nicely said. Also to add on about UNH, I feel like a big thing there is community and like as soon as you get on campus like you can totally tell you're welcome there, no matter your background where you came from what you're majoring in. all there's always somebody there to greet you with a smile and say hello. The staff, the professors, they're amazing and they're there to help, especially during this time, which we all appreciate and it just yeah I just fell in love with it like as soon as I went on campus and um. I actually didn't decide to go to UNH until late May and so I actually toured the campus by myself with nobody there and when I was there like seeing each kind of building and everything I was like I get such good vibes from this place I'm like I know I'm meant to go here and I'm not I that didn't fail me that's good yeah it's
3: so beautiful there and also it shocks me how nice some people are. Like I'm not, everyone's nice. And so you can literally ask a stranger, where is this thing? And most of them don't look at you with a judgy look. They just kind of tell you, oh, that's where the laundromat is, that's where this is. And you can like take your time to like walk around the thing and feel safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, it's COVID, but there's also a lot of safety precautions, but that would be, so don't, never mind that.
1: Samwala, what's your, what's your final take?
2: Yes. Well, I'm going to say, um, just like Ashley said, a lot of people are friendly friendly there i was walking to my class um i think it was yesterday or the day before and i was just walking and this girl randomly uh said hi to me and she was like hey do you want to be friends i'm a freshman and this is my like first year here and i need help with stuff and she was and she like got my number and i got hers and now we're talking and it's all because she just walked up to me and the community is great and i love it and it was it was so nice and it's it was so heartwarming to have someone like come up to you it really makes a difference and just, like, mm-hmm. people just randomly walking by you or, like, staring on their phones. I don't know. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally.
1: I guess I guess then the moral of that story is, you know, with the whole breakout room situation and what you guys just share in terms of making friends is that we need to separate ourselves from technology sometimes, especially now <laughs> that we stare at screens more than we sleep. So um, mm. I think that that's a, great, that's a great message for everyone. So Amanda, do you want to head to the close or do you want me to do it?
0: Um, well, you could do it. I just want to say thank you all for joining us today. It was very, a very interesting experience. And we really learned a lot from what all of you said.
1: Yeah, your, your perspective on things is really refreshing, really interesting to see because even though we are close neighbors, sometimes things don't always go similarly in terms of how the education system is structured, or what the situation might be. So we thank you all for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. And for everyone who's listening, we'll see you next week. Bye.